0: Lord, that's why we're here. To worship you. To be reminded of how much you love us. To be reminded that you are with us. That Lord, your Holy Spirit is your promise. That not only will you never leave us nor forsake us, but that you're alive in us. And what a joy it is that we get to come and we get to worship you, our Lord, our Savior, our God. And so Lord, we welcome you here, not just into this place, not into this building, but more importantly, into the depths of our hearts and our souls and our lives. That Lord, whatever we came in here with, Lord, we know that you have overcome it. That Lord, you're, you have Being who you are is far greater than anything else. And so, Lord, we worship you. We worship you for who you are. And, Lord, you work all things for good because that's the God that you are. And, Lord, as we continue to worship you, Lord, we also pray for our tithes and offerings right now that it would be an extension of our worship unto you, Lord, because as we partner with you, we know that you're going to continue to change the lives of your people, that you're going to continue to spread your hope, your peace, your love. And what a joy it is that we get to see that take place in the lives of others. Lord, you are such a great God and there's such great joy to be a part of what you're doing, but most importantly, to be loved by you. And so, Lord, we love you, knowing that there's no way we could ever outmatch or outdo the love that you have for us. So, Lord, would you allow us to just continue to worship you with every moment of our lives. Holy Spirit, come alive in us. Have your way in us as you continue to transform us from glory to glory. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we look forward to what you're going to do, not just today and not just in this moment, but forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said amen. Amen. Welcome to New Hope. We're so glad you're joining us, whether here in person or online. If you're online, those are the four ways that you can give online. Here in person, we have those ways as well, but you can also, we have our tithes and offerings uh, boxes in the back, so you can go there and drop off your tithes and offerings as well. But it's such a great joy to see you all this morning. Before you have a seat, would you do me a favor? Would you turn to somebody around you, sh- throw Shaka, give them an air five, welcome them, because it's such a great day where we get to be together.
1: Whew. I know. After that, it's just like, whoa. Okay, what are we doing next now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about because can you guys believe it? The season is here. That's yeah? right. I mean, oh. Thanksgiving yes okay <laughs> <laughs> so don't well you, you can judge I don't care actually I do care but we're family so I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something to you guys okay I actually already put up my Christmas tree
0: tell them tell them the whole story tell them the whole story though. I
1: actually put it up about a week and a half before Halloween <laughs> I know I was so excited I was so excited because I, I told myself if I put up the tree, then the air would get cooler. It didn't work. <laughs> I was like, come on. Why is it still so blazing hot during the day? It's like, isn't the temperature supposed to at least change a little bit? You know, but I just was in the spirit of things, so I, I did that. But, you know, with everything that's with what is happening, you know, we, we have so much going on. So that's why we're here to talk about and not reveal secrets to you guys. And if you're new and you're like, wow you guys really do that kind of stuff yes we do welcome yeah. to our church <laughs> yeah
0: and if this is your first time here to new hope we do want to say welcome we're so glad that you're joining us and we just want to let you know that if this is your first time here to our church campus we do have things available for you in this building located right next to our sanctuary this is our fellowship hall where we have our kitchen available that has breakfast available for purchase today and do i tell them what it is Go for you guys want to hear what it is It's lupchong fried rice.
1: Ooh, something different.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. So we have our we have our kitchen in there that has breakfast available for purchase. We also have our resource center that you can find Bibles and journals and other things to help you in your walk with the Lord. Uh, or also give gifts as for others as well. Oh yeah. Especially in the Christmas season that's, that's coming right. up. That's right. We also have the well, which is where you, we have beverages and smoothies and bagels and sandwiches that you can also purchase. And we also have our restrooms in there as well. So if you're wondering where the restrooms are, it's also located in our fellowship hall.
1: And we have a wonderful life stage ministry children's ministry we call it life stage because we have a nursery that takes care of babies and then each section of the church you'll walk through if you want to go take a look then we have for different age groups all the way up to high school that's right high school school that is crazy (laughs) that is awesome I love that so yeah I mean please come and check it out if you're watching online you're like I should go there and bring my kids yes you should come on down that's right we're here
0: Okay. You, know, you know Pastor Cat. I know you're talking about Christmas and so since we're in the season of Christmas oh, yeah. we want to let you know that we do have Operation Christmas Child happening and I believe I think we're close to, if not we've gone over I think we've at least got to really close to 300 boxes yes, you guys are awesome. we've given out
1: that's awesome okay because Operation Christmas Tri- Child it helps children all over the world now we're talking about it's crazy the things that they want. Like if you go pick up a box, they'll give you a list of suggestions. If you're like, well, what do I put in it? I mean, we're talking simple things that they would appreciate, yeah. you know, necessities. And I, you know, we've we've been talking about this, but even if it's like soap, yeah. even if it's a. a a ball or a little simple toy but they're not asking for like the best of the electronics like how our kids do (laughs) they're really appreciative of everything that you could possibly give and if you're if you're like me like for me I'm an online shopper I'm like where's my phone just click 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 send it in that's how I shop because I don't like to shop so that's how I do it I do it online and it's really fast
0: Yeah, and so uh, if you're interested in still partnering with with us with uh, Operation Christmas Child, we do still have a few boxes left that you can pick up, but we're also starting to receive them back. So if you took them, please bring them back. In fact, don't seal it. Just put a rubber band around it and then we're going to continue to receive them until November 17th.
1: That's right. And next week, we are doing a celebration as a church family. Can you believe we're celebrating our 40th anniversary? 40th anniversary here, New Hope Church, so we're so, yay, 40th anniversary, all right, thank you. Oh, it's older thank
0: than you. me, just saying.
1: Back in 1981, you oh. get off the stage. <laughs> I was negative
0: four in you 1981. You to
1: stand next to me, <laughs> what, 1981, so. We're going to do a celebration next week, Sunday. Actually, kicking off next week, Sunday. And then Wednesday, we're going to have a special service as well. So I'm thinking, 1981, what was I wearing in 1981? I'm going to wear something from the 80s next week, Sunday. So you guys, come on, you guys. Come on, come dress in there. Thank you, Katie. Your wife is going to dress up with me. I'll, so
0: I make order- sure you dress appropriately, okay? Because I know that in the 80s had some, you know, mesh cutoffs and, you know,
1: no, I ordered my leg warmers. Like I said, I shop online. They still sell leg warmers. You know. I just got the notification. It's at my house like right now.
0: You know, there are things that <laughs> that existed in the 80s that probably shouldn't exist now.
1: I love the 80s. Come on. That was my era, man. Thank the
0: Lord New Hope is not one of them. <laughs> New Hope survived 40 years and we get to celebrate not just 40 years of New Hope, we also get to celebrate what God's going to do in the years to come.
1: That's right. For more information on any of our events coming up, please check out our app, our website, social media, or just talk story with one of us. We love when we get to talk story with you
0: guys face-to-face. Okay?
1: All right. I'll see you guys.
0: Thanks, Pastor Cat, for sharing what's happening here at New Hope. You know, it's, there's a lot of things that have happened in the 40 years of New Hope. And in fact, last week, It was such an awesome time where we got to reach our community all with the love of Jesus through our trunk or treat. Let's take a look. Mm such an awesome event. In fact, last year when we did the very first uh, Trunk or Treat because of the season that we're in, we had close to 300, I think it was 280 cars, something around there that came by. Well, last week we had over 400 cars come through our Trunk or Treat. So yeah, it was such an awesome, awesome, awesome moment where we got to reach our community. Thank you, Pastor Lindsay and the Relentless crew. Thank you for those who uh, gave and thank you for those who participated. You know, it was such an awesome event. In fact, uh, last year, when we did our very first trunk or treat, uh, Katie and me, our, my wife, uh, we actually created a trunk. And so this year, we were really debating whether or not we are going to do it again. And I thought, nah, we'll just, we'll just go drive through. And it was such an amazing time for us to take our five kids uh, through the trunk or treat. Because when, when somebody asked me last week, hey, are you going to take your kids trick or treating? And I looked at him, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, I ain't taking my kids trick-or-treating." And they're like, "Oh, because of because of COVID and all." I was like, "No! Like, let me, let me to be honest. Even before COVID, like going trick-or-treating was starting to get a little worrisome. I mean, how many of us heard those like really horror horror stories, right? You know, kids would go get candy, and when they bring it home, they'd find stuff in it, right? And I remember hearing that. I was like, "No!" And I was so grateful that uh. In the years past, our church has had, whether it's trunk or treat or pumpkin party, we had something for our community. And so I was like, nah, my kids are just going to go through the trunk or treat, that's it for them. I mean, there's five of them, and if each trunk gave them like four pieces of candy, that's more than enough. That's too much, in fact. In fact, I remember we drove through, and, we're, and me and Katie were actually telling the people, don't give our kids candy. We don't need them to have candy, because we live with them. <laughs> and so, and so uh, but yeah, I was so grateful that we went trick-or-treating and because of the fact that, I mean, just the horror stories that we were hearing happening in the community and even in the world when it came to Halloween. In fact, um, it was so great because after we left the trunk-or-treat, uh, we're leaving and I, could, I told the kids, I told our three, we have, we have five kids, we have three older girls, uh, Caitlin, who's eight, almost said 10 because she acts like she's 10, uh, we have Brian who's seven, Adrian, who's four, and then we have our twins, Leah and Luke, that are two. And so as we left here, I actually, uh, we actually yelled towards the back because they're in the back seat. I told them, hey, don't eat you guys' candy. Don't eat, nope, don't eat anything. Not because I didn't think it was safe, but because I just didn't want them to make a mess. And so I'm like, don't eat candy, don't eat the candy, don't eat the candy. And all of a sudden, see, I'm a, I'm a Reese's peanut butter cup kind of guy. I love Reese's peanut butter cup. To the point where I can smell it. So, as we're driving down, I smelled the Reese's peanut butter cup. And so I'm yelling in the back, hey, Daddy said not to eat your guys' candy. Daddy said don't eat the candy. And all my three older girls in the back are going, we're not. I'm like, you guys are lying you're lying because I can smell I can smell the goodness of the peanut butter with the chocolate with the cookie thing inside I can smell it and I know for a fact this is Reese's because I sm- I know that Reese's peanut butter cup I know that Reese's peanut butter smell and so I'm like you guys are eating it. I can smell it and they're like dad we're not and so I turn in the back and my son Lukey is just <laughs> like he has all the chocolate over his mouth like I'm pretty sure he ate the wrapper because we couldn't even find the wrapper and so I'm like Luke and and it was but the great thing about it was although he made a mess it was okay because I knew where the candy came from, it came from a safe place and that's why I enjoyed our trunk or treat. So again, thank you to all of those, to all of you who were participating. Thank you for those who gave. Um, because here's the thing: I don't know about you, but the world could use a little bit more light in it, don't you think? I mean, the truth is we live in a world filled with darkness. And it I don't and to be honest. The the darkness that the world has has been increasing exponentially even before COVID. So the question really is, how do we overcome the darkness? Not just in the world, but also in our very own lives. Growing up, I remember this song, and I think many of us know this song. And it's kind of interesting how a lot of the problems that we face today as adults especially, we can find the solution back when we were kids. See, there's a song that said, that that was called This Little Light of Mine. How many of you know that song? We're going to see. Because, right, the song goes, this little light of mine. All right. This little light of mine. Yeah. This little light of mine. let Let it shine, let it shine let it shine see we knew the answer when we were kids because how do we overcome the darkness not just in the world but in our very own lives by letting our lights shine now many of us know what this is it's a box of matches don't worry I'm not going to burn anything hopefully but here's the thing see this a flame you know what's crazy is that a flame like that can start a wildfire just one just one little flame can start a wildfire see when we we're singing that song growing up as kids this little light of mine I'm going to let it shine that's the answer to overcoming this world of darkness because all it takes is one little light. See, Jesus came over 2,000 years ago, not only to be the light of the world, but to also show us how to be light in the world. And this morning, as individuals and as a community, we're going to discover how to let this little light shine. Now, if you download our New Hope Church Church app, you can find our fill-in-the-notes area, and if you have that, you can pull that out right now. Because the first thing is this. The first thing to overcoming this world of darkness is we gotta let Jesus be the light in us. We gotta let Jesus be the light in us. Genesis 1, verses 2 to 4 says it like this. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. You see, from the very beginning, God spoke and said, Let there be light. Before everything else is created, God said, Let there be light. Why? Because the light is good. So good that he separated it from the darkness. And the truth is that God is speaking that to us today. See, he knows that you and I are gonna go through dark dark moments in our lives. He knows that you and I are gonna experience darkness in our lives. Whether it be struggles with our relationships, hardships in our marriages or with our children, dealing with work or coworkers or even trying to find work, having the steady barrage of bills and financial deficits tending to our health and maybe health ailments being overwhelmed by stress and emotions mourning the loss of loved ones or even just being consumed by what's taking place in the world see darkness can seem to cover almost every aspect of who we are but then God speaks and says let there be light because he wants to separate us from the darkness because it's not meant for us. I remember when the pandemic first started and we first got shut down, we first got told we had to lock down, we couldn't go anywhere. And I don't know about you, but man, if you were to turn on the television, if you were to go on social media and just go wherever you looked, it was a constant barrage of just bad news. Like we got told, hey, there's a there's a there's a, a contagious a disease happening right now. Hey, there's, it might become a pandemic. Hey, we might have to shut down. Hey, your kids are gonna have to stay home. Oh, that was a big one. Hey, people are dying. Hey, this is what's happening. We got, we got into all the politics. It got it got super big. I mean, it almost felt like every single thing was just negative. And then I remember this, some of you may remember this, that in the midst of it, there was an actor, a celebrity, who created this online show on YouTube called Some Good News. And the whole reason why he did it was he said, because we just need some good news in the world today. And so what he would do is he would show videos of uh, things that were positive, like people helping each other, or good stories, or heartwarming stories. And then he would also use his his Hollywood influence to get other celebrities to be a part of the show and and do things. But here's the part that really threw me off. It was doing so great, it got so popular, that a big organization, I think a big media organization, said, hey, we want to buy it, and so they, they bought him out. You know what's the craziest part? After they bought him out, that show stopped. Like they bought, them, they bought them and the thing was they, they said, hey, we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to do the more better production of it and all that. No, it just never happened again. There's no other stories. There's no other episodes. In fact, I remember one time uh, Katie and I were at home where the kids were sleeping as late at night and I'm watching TV and I'm eating. And so I'm watching uh, a, a TV show, funny comedy show and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm watching it and Katie gets a notification on her phone from a news app. And so she opens it up and she looks at it and she goes, oh. she goes, oh, this is what they're saying, this is that, this and that, this and that, this and that. Now, prior in the day, I, I'm, I, was, on the, I was on the internet and I was reading uh, social media and it just, I think this is when the Delta variant was starting to rise and everybody's saying, oh no, it's another lockdown, oh no. And it was just like constant, again, negativity. And so Katie starts talking to me and I looked at her and I said, can you just stop? I said it just like that. Not, oh, babe, that's interesting, but can you, not, can you tell me later? No, I just told her, can you please stop? It was so abrupt that she looked at me like, are you okay? And I told her, babe, I don't need a constant reminder that the world sucks. I don't. I, I already read articles today. I, already heard, I mean, I know, I know for a fact the world sucks. I don't, I don't need you to tell me I got everybody else telling me the world sucks. How's about you tell me something good? How's about somebody say something good? Because it's almost like we're addicted to the darkness. It's almost like we we rather listen to the darkness more than what's happening in the light. It's more like we focus more on the negativity rather than the positivity. You see, second Samuel 22 verse 29 says this, "You Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. If all we're focusing on is the darkness, it will eventually become the only thing we see. So how do we counter darkness? By allowing the light to shine in us? But the thing is, it's not just any light. I remember um, our first, the first Zero Gravity Youth Camp that I went to here uh, at Spencer's. I remember I went and they gave all the campers and the leaders a list of things to bring to camp. And one of the things was a flashlight because it's at the beach and uh, you know, the, it only has the park lights so you gotta bring your own flashlight because you have to walk to the showers and it's dark and all this and that. We also play games in the dark. And so I was like, okay, all right. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to bring the biggest, most powerful flashlight I can bring. So I brought those one of those, you know the spotlight flashlights, the thing that you can see from a mile away? Yeah, that's the flashlight I brought to that camp, filled filled with youth. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go as a leader. And yeah, I'm going to burn your eyes if you don't listen to me. The power of the sun in a small version and so I remember the first night I think we were playing capture the flag and I'm like haha nobody gonna hide from me cause I got this light and so I was like ah, and I hear all the kids ah it's too bright ah, and I was laughing after 15 minutes the thing died I'm there like come on come on what's going on with this flashlight it was because it was so bright yeah it was big yeah it was powerful but the thing used so much power that it died out. And the worst part about it is it only, sh- it only shined light for 15 minutes. The thing took like, like 12 hours for a charge. So for the rest of camp, I had to borrow one of the kids' small rinky-dinky flashlight. But you know what's the funny thing is? That, that youth's rinky-dinky flashlight survived all week. Never did they change the batteries at all. I think I threw them in the water and on and the thing still worked. It was a $2 flashlight. And it worked all week. It allowed me to see when I was walking in the dark. And this is what I learned. It's not the size of the light that matters. It's the sustainability of the light that does. See, when we search for hope or peace or joy, where do we find it? Do we find it in the darkness? Because... The truth is, darkness can only give life to more darkness. Darkness is never going to give life to light. See, that's how people become addicts. Do we look for things of this world? Money, status, material things. If we do, then the truth is, those are just cheap imitations that will only shine for a little bit but they eventually will sputter out and fade away. But there is only one light, only one light, that not only shines, but also leads to life. And it's found in John eight twelve. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You see, the truth is that Jesus is the light of the world because he came to this world. See, he left the glory of heaven's throne room to come to us because he doesn't want us to remain in darkness. It's in Jesus that we discover the light of hope and joy and peace because of his glory and love. And when we choose to let Jesus be our light, he illuminates our lives, separating the darkness and redeeming us from glory to glory. See, there's no other light that can shine brighter than the light that comes from Jesus. Just this past week, uh, my daughter, Adrian, who's four years old, uh, it was bedtime, and so... Her and Caitlin and Brianne, they all share the same room. And so Caitlin and Brianne had fallen asleep. Her older sister had fallen asleep. And so she comes out and she goes, Daddy, Daddy, I don't want to go to bed. And so I'm like, baby, you, you gotta go to bed. It's it's nine o'clock, it's bedtime, you gotta go to sleep. It's like, but daddy, I don't I'm scared. I'm like, baby, you don't have to, look, look. And so Katie and I have, we have uh, nightlights in there. We have this huge, night, uh, this unicorn nightlight that shines bright. We have this other nightlight. So you can actually see pretty well in the room. It's not dark at all. And so I'm like, look, look, there's, there's, there's lights all over it. It's not even dark. You, don't have, you have nothing to be afraid of. And she's like, but daddy, I'm scared. I want to have bad dreams. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Normally, I would look at her and say, baby, suck it up and go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just go to bed. But she said, "Daddy, I'm scared. I don't want to go to sleep. I'm going to have bad dreams." And right there, I heard the Lord say, "Well, why don't you pray with her?" So I told her, "Okay, baby, you want to you want to pray? You want to pray and ask the Lord to give you good dreams?" Like, uh huh. Okay. So so I prayed with her. I was like, "Say so just just repeat after Daddy, okay? Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, give me good dreams. Give me good dreams. Filled with fun. Filled with fun." Feel the happiness, feel the happiness, feel the joy, feel the joy. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. So I said, okay, so go sleep. Now Now I'll go to bed and, and go to sleep. And what's crazy is this, I've done this before with her many times. told her, go to sleep, just go to sleep. Nora. you know, be fine. There's no monsters in the bed, that. And every time I've done that with her, she'd always get up. She'd always throw on tantrum. And then we'd be like another 15 minutes before I finally calm her down and tell her, go to sleep. But this one time where I'm like, baby, you wanna pray? And not just me pray over her, but have her actually pray, within one minute she fell asleep. No tantrums. I was like, yes. Thank you, Lord. And here's what hit me as soon as she went to bed and as soon as I came back on to check on her and she was sound asleep, was that it wasn't the lights in the room that was gonna cause her to not be afraid. It was the light of Jesus in her that reminded her she has nothing to be afraid of. You see, when we find ourselves dealing with darkness in our life, that's a reminder that Jesus isn't just our light in the darkness, but that he is the light always. I mean, do you, don't you love that? There is no off switch to his light. There's no off switch to Jesus. There's nobody that can ever come and say, oh, we're gonna turn off the light of Jesus. No, his light always shines. And that's why it's so important to be active in our relationship with Jesus, that we walk with him, we talk with him, we spend time in his word, and we worship him. John 1, verses four to five says it like this. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. See, I love that. I love the fact that no matter how dark the world may be or how dark our situation may seem, nothing can extinguish the light of Jesus. Nothing. Not a cross, not a tomb, not our sins, not our situations, nothing. Nothing can ever turn off the power of Jesus and when Jesus is our light not only does he begin to shine within us but then he starts to shine through us and that's the second thing let Jesus shine through us let Jesus shine through us John 12 verse 36 says believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light You see, letting Jesus be the light in us is an individual decision and commitment. And the more we believe in and walk with Jesus, his light starts to emulate within us. And the more that we spend time in his light, the more we become beacons of his light into this world. See, the light that Jesus is pouring into us isn't just for us But it's also for others. And that's why it's so important that we not hide the light, but shine the light into the world. Because that's who he calls us to be. Matthew 5 14 to 16. Jesus says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. See, Jesus is calling you and I to shine the light that's within us so that others would see it and that it would impact their lives. Take a look at this real quick.
2: I'm reading.
0: Aliwa, mom, look, I have a
2: book. Aliwa, Aliwa, so crazy. Aliwa,
0: that's my two-year-old son, Luke. I what's so crazy is that uh, I remember one day I came home and I, I was sitting down and. I was just—I think I forget was I was just doing something—and all of a sudden I hear my two-year-old son saying, you're "All we want," and that's what he's singing right there. He's saying, "All we want," and I'm like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "All we want," and I'm like, "Dude, are you okay?" And then Katie tells me, "Babe, he's—he's he's singing." I'm like, yeah, I know he's singing, but what is he singing? And then she goes, "He's singing worship music." He's singing, you're all we want, you're all we want, Holy Spirit. And I'm like, what? In fact, that was the song we sang today. And I looked at him and I was like, son, are you singing? Are you you worshiping? And he's like, yeah, yeah, just like that. And I'm like, and the part that blew my mind was this. I'm going to be very honest. I never told him, hey, I want you to sing. I wasn't like I went to him and said, hey, I want you to sing this song just like dad, okay? I just want you to, just, I just want you to sing like dad. No. He did it because he sees dad worshiping the Lord. He knows that when it, comes to sing, when it comes to worshiping the Lord, whether it's here or even at home, daddy sings his heart out, even if he sounds off key. And then he started grabbing his toy guitar and started playing just like that. And I realized, I didn't tell my son to do any of it. He just simply saw his dad do it. And as a dad, that's my hope for all my children, that they would see the light of Jesus, not because daddy's a pastor, not because daddy comes to church, but because in daddy's life, Jesus is real. And I was so happy when I saw that because I'm gonna be honest, the one place I can't hide who I am is at home. The one place I can't hide my belief in Jesus is with those closest to me. My two-year-old son does not know anything except that when it comes to singing praises to Jesus, daddy loves it because he loves God. And that's, my, and that's so important because that's what Jesus calls us to do in our lives. See, Jesus calls us to live our lives in such a way that people would see Him in us. So we can't hide Jesus in our lives. Like the the song says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it hide. That's right. It's shine. It's shine. We can't hide the light of Jesus. In fact, The more and more we hide the light of Jesus, the more and more we allow the world to get darker. See, when we shine our lights, it becomes infectious. It exposes the very hope, peace, joy, and love that we found in Jesus to others around us. It starts right where we're at and with those that are around us. When we're at home, with our families and our loved ones, at school, with other students and the teachers at work with our coworkers and even customers and in our community with people that we may not even know. This one time we went to a restaurant with our entire family and there's seven of us. And so we're waiting for the food, the food comes. And so right before we eat the food, I say, hey guys, we gotta pray. We gotta pray for the food. And so my daughter Brianne goes, daddy, can I pray for the food? So then go for it, go for it. And so she's praying, and she, starts to, she kind of starts to struggle a little bit. And I said, okay, hey, Daddy will help you out. Daddy Dad, Dad will pray with you. And so we pray, we say amen, and so we eat our food. Now, I'm going to be honest. Just because we pray for our food, it wasn't like my family was immaculate after that. No, they still were screaming and fighting. They were still making a mess. I was still like, I was like this most of the time, like, oh, man, great. But the best part about that moment was this was as we're eating and a couple, an elderly couple come up to our table and they say, hey, we just want to say something to you guys. And here I'm thinking, oh, they're probably going to say, oh, your kids is loud, you guys are making a mess, you guys are disruptive. And they, look at, and they look at us and look at the kids and they say, hey, can we just encourage you guys? We're so grateful, we're so thankful that we saw you guys praying for your food. I was like, okay. And I think the gentleman said, yeah, because we don't see that anymore, and it was that that struck me the most when he said, "We don't see that anymore." And so he's like, "Hey, you know you guys are doing great you guys are being great parents, you know you have a great family, continue to do what you're doing, and continue to to be that And then they left, but that was the thing that hit me the most when he said. We don't see that anymore. You see, the truth is, we may never know whose life we may touch as we shine our light. Even a little light can brighten the darkest sky. But it can't just be measured by what we do, but also why we do it. In a world in a desperate need of a Savior, we have every opportunity at our disposal to tell of our Savior That loves us unconditionally, that forgives us of our sins, that transforms our lives, and gives us eternal life. When the pandemic happened, uh, there's so much things happening in the world, and I know many of us, we probably felt the same way. But I felt like, man, there's, I, I want to do something. So I actually had somebody come to me and said, hey, you know, the, we're, we're, everything's happening, you know, this is what's happening in our community, this is what's happening, you know, the church should do this, the church should do that, the church should do this, this you know, why aren't, we, why aren't we feeding people, why aren't we doing this, why aren't we, you know, giving out mass and all this and that, and we're saying all these things, and the truth is, I was agreeing with them, I was like, you know what, you're right we should go feed those who are hungry we should give um, masks to people we should do all these things and, and get hand sanitizers for people who can't get hand sanitizers and I said all that and then I heard the Lord say this to me and then I spoke it directly to that person and I said so why can't you do that? and they looked at me like, what? I was like, I, I get what you're saying why doesn't the church do this? but why don't you do this? Because you and I are the church. So if God is touching your heart to say, hey, we should do this, 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 maybe it's not a we. Maybe the first person in we is you. And they're kind of like, what? And when God spoke that to me, I, I, I told Katie, hey, this is what God is putting in my heart. Let's go do this. And so we did. We found stuff that we could do. We didn't need the backing of the church, we didn't need it to be a New Hope event. Because we are the church. I didn't need any other reason to do anything other than the fact that Jesus, that's what you're calling me to do. Can I encourage us in something? There might be something that God is speaking to you right now to do, but He's calling you to do it. Yeah, it might seem big. Yeah, it might seem like, oh no, this is a church thing. No, we are the church. It was so great to hear stories of people that were, were also doing that during the pandemic, during the, when it first started. We were, there were people making masks and giving out freely. There was people that were, that were going to the store, buying groceries for people, dropping it off at their houses because they, were, they had health conditions that was unsafe for them. There was people who was making dinners and, and meals for others. You see, we, yes, are the church, but you and I are also the church. See, when Jesus becomes the reason why we shine our lights, we don't need any other reason to do it. 1 Peter Peter 2 verse 9 says this, But you, you, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. He calls us. He calls you and I. A couple weeks ago, I went to the mall, and, there's a, and maybe you've seen it, but there's a kiosk in the mall, and it was a, it was, they had um, Bibles, they had journals, they had shirts, they had merchandise, all these things. And, um, and what caught me was, I, was just, I heard music. I heard worship music. And so we go over there checking it out, and, and it was cool because you could get gifts, and I was looking at getting gifts for people here and there. And so I started talking stories, though, with, the, with one of the ladies that was, that was running it. And she was telling me, she was telling me uh, the first thing she, 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 she uh, we are conversing, I, I told her, hey, so which church are you going to? And so she's like, ooh, well. And so I was like, okay, I want to hear this story. I want to hear this story. And so she said, well, I was, I've been going to church many years, many years, many years, many years, many years. And then she said, about 10 years ago, God gave me this vision to, uh, to do this, to, to open up this, to uh, have a place here to do what I'm doing right now. And five years ago, I actually uh, did it. I left my job and I started in and all faith doing this. And so she's like, right now, I'm just, you know, I, this is where I'm going to, this is where, but, I, but I'm more focused on also my walk with the Lord and the funniest part was, she was con- she was. Con- it felt like she was, she felt like she disappointed that she wasn't going to church. And this is what I told her. I said, "Listen, I do encourage you to go to church, but don't forget that you're also being the church. Because it make no sense that all we all we do is go to church and not be the church." so I, I was like hey you know that's really awesome what you're doing that's, you know, and, and you're playing worship music you know people are coming they're seeing the people are coming to get gifts for people that maybe they don't believe in Jesus but maybe through this gift they're gonna receive them who knows but I told her you know what right now in this mall you are being a light into the community and that's what he's calling you and I to do he's calling you he's chosen us to be lights into the world into our community So, how are we shining our lights? See, we don't have to worry about the lights of others, but rather come back to what Jesus is calling us to be and do as his light into the world. That's where we as a community come together. See, what's so amazing about this box of matches is this that although I lit one, there's still more in here. Just because we're meant to all shine our light, we're all matches. And when we embrace and encourage each other to shine for Jesus in whatever capacity that he's called us to do that, we can pierce the darkness telling the story of who Jesus is along the way. Because your story and my story together shines the light of Jesus. Take a look.
2: we live in a dark world, but in the darkness, there are lights, lights upon lights, they're beautiful when we look at them from here, it's like we're looking down on a sky full of stars, some lights are bright and colorful and constant, others are dim, you can barely make them out. Some are so bright that they light up entire areas around them. Every one of these lights has a story that we can't tell from here. Some of them tell a story of brokenness. Some tell a story of hope. Some tell a story of reconciliation or pain, justice, or loss. Some tell a story of mistakes. Others tell a story of forgiveness. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We have a light that glows inside of us. It tells a story. It tells the story of hope, of something better, of redemption. The brighter we shine, the more people can see what God has done in us. So keep your light on. It might light the way for someone to see Jesus.
0: You see, it doesn't matter if your light shines bright right now or is dim, Jesus calls us to shine here's the reason why in Isaiah 60 verse 1-3 to it says arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your dawn can you do me a favor real quick if you have a cell phone that has a flashlight can you turn it on real quick You can hold it up. See, the thing is, you and I, Jesus calls us the light of the world. And in this world filled with darkness, it's up to us, each and every one of us, to shine our light. Now, I get it. It's morning, the sun is peeking through the windows, and yes, there is light. Light from the sun surrounding us so that we can pretty much see in here. But can you imagine how much brighter it is when we shine our light together? Because imagine if the sun wasn't shining. Imagine if this is nighttime and we had to get out of here. The only way out would be by the lights that are shining right now. And what's so amazing is that with all the lights that are in this sanctuary, we could find our way out when we let our little light shine we let others around us find their way out of whatever darkness they may be in and into a life filled with hope peace joy and love you may be you may you can, turn, you can go ahead and turn off your phone your lights can bring up the lights. The truth is, we live in a dark world. And in fact, some of us may be experiencing dark moments right now in our lives. But over 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to be the light for all of humanity. To be our hope, be our peace, be our joy, be our love, and be our life. And while while we may be going through a dark season in our world today, his light still remains. There is still light in this dark world it's found not only in Jesus but also in the Jesus in each and every one of us so let this little light of mine shine let that little light of yours shine let it shine let it shine let it shine, amen would you bow your heads with me as we pray Lord we come before you Lord And, Lord, we are so grateful that although we live in this world full of darkness, Lord, you came to be the light. And so, Lord, right now, I want to just pray for those who maybe they're going through a dark time in their lives right now. Lord, would you be the light? Would you be the light that reminds them of the hope and peace, the goodness, the love that you have for each and every one of us? In fact, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now that as we say this prayer, you repeat it, but you're saying with all your heart, Lord Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose from the dead because you love me and that you've given me eternal life. I turn from my wicked ways of darkness and choose to live in your light forever and ever. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, I know there's some of us that maybe we've received you into our lives, but Lord, the truth is we haven't been shining you. So Lord, we pray that you wouldn't only be the light in our lives, but Lord, may your light so shine within us that others around us would see you. That Lord, we would Bring light to the darkness so that the world will come to know you. Thank you for loving us. We look forward to what you're going to do, not only in our lives, but in the lives of all your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, we love you, we thank you, we're so great. And if you made the decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you made the best decision. In fact, if you made the decision, let somebody know. That's the first way we can shine the light of Jesus is by letting others know that we receive Jesus. And if you're online and you receive Jesus, would you write that in the comments? Let them know. In fact, if you're here today and you receive Jesus, we have our Yes Table located in our fellowship hall where we have someone that wants to pray with you, that wants to give you a free gift to help you in your walk with the Lord. Amen? And from this moment on, let us no longer live in the darkness, but let our little light shine, shine, shine. We'll see you guys Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. As well as next week Sunday for Vision Week, 7, 8.30 and 10 a.m. God bless everybody. Take care and aloha.